Welcome to the 37th episode of Solid Rock. I'm Nicole Blazik. Today is July 29th. I can't believe that August is almost here. I feel like time could really slow down and we could just have a little bit more summer. How are you all doing? I hope you're enjoying your summer and doing well. In the month of June, I had the honor and privilege to speak at a youth conference. And I got to meet the person who would be speaking after me at the conference. She was speaking on yoga and new age thinking. Just a month later in July, I had a friend ask me to share with someone about yoga and Christianity. Then another person after that. The Lord put this dear woman that I had met at the youth conference on my heart, and I knew I had to have her speak on the podcast. My guest for today is Amy Russell of Venice Beach, California. She is a talented writer and is working on a book as we speak about yoga and her experience of being deeply immersed in that culture for over 20 years. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining me on the podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. I have been praying for this podcast and for you ever since the Lord laid the topic of yoga on my heart. Yeah. I I know that the Lord has something very special for you to share with us and through you. Can you tell me a little bit, Amy, how did you get drawn into yoga? Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, um, you know, just let me start by saying I did, I did grow up in a Christian home. I had a Christian upbringing, so I was surrounded by that throughout my life. Um, and however, when I was a kid, um, I did occasionally see spirits and I I, you know, I would mention it and other people didn't know what I was talking about. So I stopped talking about it. I just, I didn't want to be, you know, kind of singled out as the weird kid. And, you know, and I was a kid and I, I just wanted to go out and play. I didn't want to worry about, um, that kind of thing. So it didn't really bother me. Mm -hmm. And, but as I got older there, it just, the spirit seemed to attach to me. And for lack of a better word, it just kind of beckoned to me. Mm-hmm. Um, to check out all things occult, which is so random. I mean, that was just not something that my family was involved in at all. So mm-hmm. it just kept on kind of pulling me in that direction. Um, and as a kid, I was um, protected and surrounded by support and Christians all around me. Um, I had, a, you know, I was involved in church. And then when I went to college, I went to a Christian college, Emmaus Bible College. And, mm-hmm. you know, so I just thought, that I was fine. I was too smart to fall prey to the devil's tricks. Um, I was strong enough to stand against his schemes. Um, And I kind of just let my guard down, you know, so I was wrong because um, after college, after I left college, that spirit just kind of the beckoning kind of grew stronger, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and when we walk away from God, we don't start by jumping in the deep end. Absolutely. You know, we just, we justify it with our, we justify our willful disobedience. Um, just kind of telling ourselves, I'm just checking something out. You know, mm-hmm. my friends are over here doing this. They invited me. I'm just going to go check it out. It's fine. Um, so it started for me with just a sequence of small compromises. Excellent. And I just kept telling myself, I'm not going to get sucked in. I know better. Um, but then I stopped going to church and mm-hmm. I started hanging out with non-believers. I moved toward the secular um, 
and I just got kind of pulled in just kind of slowly. And then a friend of mine invited me to a yoga class and I kind of had a, a check in my spirit um, because my mom had told me yoga is occult. Don't ever participate. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. She, she told me that and she always mentioned it because she said it's the um, practice of self-hypnotizing. And when you self-hypnotize, you open your mind up to the spirit world and they are allowed to enter. So you always have to protect your mind and engage your mind with the truth of God. So I knew that, but you know, my friend, of course, she downplayed it. She just said it's therapeutic and relaxation and it's a great workout. Um, You know, so against my better judgment, I joined her. And as a result, I opened myself up to the spirit that had been beckoning me. And also the spirit of yoga, because yoga is a spiritual practice. There is a spirit attached to yoga and it will attach to you. Um, You know, yoga and meditation go hand in hand. Um, It's yoga is a moving meditation. Um, And so yoga is a gateway practice into occult. And it does not uh, present as sinister, you know. Um, but it lays the groundwork for the devil to creep in. Mm -hmm. Um, Yoga is socially acceptable. It's trendy in our Western culture. Um, And it's, it's like you, you walk into a yoga studio and it just looks cute. Uh, You see all these adorned statues and everyone's got their cute outfits on, Um, you know, so it's just kind of Mm -hmm. been embraced. It's just been fully embraced by our culture. Um, and, but then again, it's a gateway practice. So as that's become embraced, our culture is moving more toward mystical, the mystical elements of it, because that's what it does. It redirects your path and you suddenly start becoming intrigued by all of the mystical, mystical elements that go with yoga. Um, like practicing deep, deep meditation, mm-hmm. uh, which is what goes along with it. And by doing so you open up your mind and you give, access for demons to enter your mind and then your life. And that's what they, that's what they will do. Um, so the devil kind of finessed his way, you know, into my life. He laid the trap through yoga and I was hooked. I I went from never practicing to practicing every single day very quickly. Um, and as a result, I just, I got a hunger for the mystical versus the biblical and I completely drifted off the narrow path. And I walked right into his, you know, right into the devil's snare. Amy, I think, I think you said something really key. Well, you said a lot of things, but I just want to emphasize this. I love that you shared your background because I think that's really important too, because Mm -hmm. especially in the Christian culture um, where what your upbringing was and your mom is so wise and so, oh my goodness. She spoke that truth into you was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't even know it as a, I, we just don't have the knowledge. So that's why this is just such an important podcast um, is because we as believers do not, a lot of us do not have that knowledge um, right. about this as it, you know, seeming just like you said, it's cute, trendy, and you just think you're stretching. But I mm-hmm. thought what you said was so key. I just, what emphasize is just started with small compromises, small yeah. compromises, and you that's how that drift happens. That drift happens. You just make small little compromises and yeah. then you open the door, just like you were saying to other things. Oh, I stopped going to church. Oh, I started hanging around with non-believers. I started to, and it was just the enemy. You're right. He was just baiting you and pulling the string and pulling it in. 
yeah, that yeah. was just. Mm, That's exactly I, how it works. Yeah, I just think that was just so key to stress because that that slow drift, that slow fade that can happen to all of us believers. It can happen to right. us if we do not have our armor on. It can right. And our spiritual eyes open. So thank you for stressing that. Because I just think that was just a key point um, for all of us in our walks. Right. And, you know, it's like if you walked into a witch's coven, you would know, oh, this is occult. I don't want to do with this. (laughs) Exactly. You walk into a cute yoga studio and you're You're like, you lower your guard. Because it's like, it just looks so inviting. And your friends are all there. And so. Absolutely. um, And as we were speaking about before, I just wanted to kind of mention that um when you were when we were we were praying and I just I had that that thought of why why is this so difficult I've been having I've been just bumping up against so many obstacles while I'm trying to prepare uh this for this podcast and you know I just I I just just had the I don't know it, it just I just felt strongly that the reason that I'm um, struggling with this, with, with writing this and getting this message out and, and exposing it because it is darkness. And I wouldn't Absolutely. have a, a struggle with, with exposing yoga for the darkness it, it, it is if it wasn't in the kingdom of darkness. Absolutely. Yoga belongs to the kingdom of darkness. And if it, if, it did not, if it did not, there wouldn't be such a struggle to keep it from being exposed to the light. Um, and so for me to, to talk about this has been really hard. And if this was something that could be Christianized, it wouldn't be hard. You know, I, I would just be able to speak freely um, and there, there would be no conflict. But it is a spiritual battle. And there is two kingdoms. There's a kingdom of light and a kingdom of darkness. There's no neutral kingdom. Mm-hmm. You are either on the king, in the kingdom of light with God or you are in the kingdom of Satan with, you know, of darkness with Satan and his lies. Um, and so also another point um, that just is kind of, uh, just kind of was shown to me when I came out of it. Yoga is an instrument of the devil and it is designed to lead us away from God. Um, it's devised to elicit hostility toward God. You know, what does that mean? It's devised to, to harden our hearts. Um, it's devised to um, suppress our ability to discern. What does that mean? Create mm-hmm. spiritual blindness. Mm-hmm. So in, it's a tool that Satan uses, but, you know, he cloaks it in this veneer of uh, therapy and fitness so that we are not aware that this is something that God does not condone. God would never condone or draw us toward a pagan practice that hardens our hearts and forms scales on our eyes and does the very thing mm-hmm. that he tells us will happen when we rebel against him. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Absolutely. like, it's, it's the product of our rebellion against God. Absolutely. He gives us over to our delusion. When he does mm-hmm. that, what happens? Our hearts become hardened. Our eyes become blinded. Amen. You know, deception mm-hmm. is Satan's weapon of choice. Satan and his massive infantry Mm-hmm. are on the front lines. They're waging this battle. They're gunning for the souls, Absolutely. you know, especially the souls of God, because unbelievers, he doesn't really have to go after them. They're already exactly. in his kingdom. He's going Absolutely. after the Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And he's baiting them. So, and when we take part in yoga, uh, you know, these, this army, Satan's army is free to invade. Once they've secured the battlefield, uh, you know, they can take over. It's now Absolutely. their turn and they can take over. 
So, um, and yeah, I just wanted to mention also, uh, first Peter five, eight, uh, you know, how Satan prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And that was just so, um, significant in my life because I was on the narrow path and then I just put one foot out onto the broad path. And I mean, Satan grabbed, I gave him a foothold and he grabbed me and he took me down so quickly that I, I just, I even, for, I forgot, I just forgot that all it took was one foot off the narrow path onto the broad path. Satan and his demons are prowling, you know, and they are looking for anyone they can grab hold of. And um, also, uh, 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen. no wonder for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. Um, Satan is the fallen angel, Lucifer, Lucifer stands for light bearer. So he's a pro at masquerading as an angel of light. That's what he was. And his greatest deception is convincing the world he doesn't exist. And, you know, and then kind of convincing he, it, Christians who know he exists, he just kind of convinces them that he's not really as dangerous as they've been told, you know? So it's like, you have to be on alert. You know, this is a spiritual battle. So true. I mean, just like you're saying, like it doesn't come overtly, like you're going to the witch's den and you're going to do that. It has a cute little yoga mat. You have a cute little outfit. It's trendy. You might go for a latte after it's social. It's fun. It's therapy. It's peace. It's all this should bring you all these things. And he just has you in his clutches. Oh yeah. And yeah. And it's, it's like, he just uses us as, you know, fodder for his entertainment. Absolutely. He watches us self-destruct mm-hmm. and he doesn't, mm-hmm. he's just kind of like, my work here is done. I can just sit back and watch it happen. Absolutely. I mean, you know, once he's got a foothold, he's, once he has our mind, Satan's play is always to go after our mind. Cause once he has our mm-hmm. mind, he has mm-hmm. our life. And Absolutely. yoga is a way of dropping your mind, opening your mind, through the um, mindfulness meditation, which is an oxymoron because you're emptying your mind. Um, And when we do that, we open a back channel for demons to enter and then take over. That's all it is. You are not moving toward um, enlightenment. You're not moving towards self-realization. You know, you're just opening yourself up to demon intrusion. Absolutely. Um, So then when I, so I, you know, I was still living in Minneapolis at the time. Um, and I was going to a woman for some treatment and in the middle of our session, she just began channeling message messages to me, um, from what she called as her, her spirit guide and telling me that I'm a gifted light worker. I needed to stay on this mystical path. Um, he's like, I know you're practicing yoga. Keep doing that. Um, you know, allow your gifts in the healing mm-hmm. arts to unfold. You're a, you're a light worker. You're a healer. Um, and if you, if you keep doing yoga, all this hidden wisdom, all the mysteries you're see- you're seeking will be revealed. Um, you know, and this is what he's telling me. So I essentially have uh, a yeah. demon yes. promoting yoga and keep doing yoga. I mean, cause spirit guides are demons in disguise yes. and that is what he's telling me. So if it was from God, he, he certainly wouldn't be promoting yoga. Um, Absolutely. So it unnerved me because I hadn't experienced that before. And I knew, I knew something was really sinister and wrong and I should just get out of there. I should just run away and not come back. But mm-hmm. I was also intrigued, you know, cause he just went after, he, he went after my pride and he kind of went Absolutely. after um, this idea of like, 
you know, you're a healer and you're a light worker. So it just kind of played in my mind. Um, and then of course, you know, after the impromptu reading, then my, the, the woman that I was getting treatment from, she focused back in, she told me that doesn't happen very often. She yes. said her guide, her guide, you know, have you been asking for assistance? And mm-hmm. I said, well, yeah. And so, and, and so then she just said, well, you know, he picked up on that cue and he felt compelled to offer his assistance. So that's all that was, you know, don't worry about it. And, you know, I went home and I just had that really dark sense that that was really bad. And I just thought, okay, well, I'm going to go back to her. So next time I go back, I'm just going to tell her, I don't want anything to do with that. Don't do that again. So of course my next visit, I go in and I'm determined to tell her, don't, don't do that again. Don't drop into a trance, whatever you did. (laughs) And then immediately, you know, I'm sitting down and again, she slips into a trance and her guide starts speaking through through her immediately. Um, you know, and before I could say anything, um, you know, he started, started telling me all of these wonderful things that awaited for, that had waited me, you know, if I would trust in the process and keep doing yoga. Um, and I wanted to believe what he had to say, you know, I, it sounded, it was like tickling my ears. I wanted to hear it. So I lowered my guard. I allowed myself to be swept up into that world, you know, and I, and I did go ahead, Amy, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just thinking something as I'm listening to this, I have to tell you that same thing because I did not know that the same thing that you had told to you is one of the gals that we have worked with who was having some of those same issues, not with yoga, but some of struggling with the evil one, the same things were told to her, the exact same things. She will be the light bearer. She will bring the light. She will be a healer. And she was one that struggled deeply with being oppressed by the evil one, by Satan himself. And that is what he said, those same words. Right. He doesn't have a lot of new material. He uses, you know, he recycles everything. (laughs) He's such an imitator. I'm just listening to it and I'm going, um, this is the same thing that he said to her. And that's almost bringing the light was her. She was supposed to bring the light to the world. And that was the big thing, just that same deception, that same lie that you were told is exactly what she was told. And I was just going, oh, my word, I have to share this because it's just what it's just you're right. The same same lie, just different ways. He twists it and turns it on different people. And just like you said, you knew it wasn't right, but then it tickled your ears and it attracts our pride. You're absolutely right. It does that. That's exactly. That's what he does. Yeah. yeah. And all, all he needs to do is get a foothold. He doesn't need you to Absolutely. let him jump in full, you know, full on. He, he, just, he just needs a, a little access point. And Absolutely. then he, then he will slither in and mm-hmm. take over, um, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. because of course, then of course the scales um, on our eyes form and we mm-hmm. can't discern truth against fiction. So, you know, it's like everything just, He's able to use that deception. So everything that we previously saw as evil now looks really good and inviting. Absolutely. Reminds me of the garden. Yes. Reminds me of the garden of Eden with Eve. I was just like, this is just like coming to me, just like all of that. Just reminding me of that same deception when he did with the, with the tree of knowledge. Yes. Good and Mm -hmm. evil. Mm. A knowledge of good and evil. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I was so like, like you said, just, I had that, that check in my spirit. I 
I just got so tired of my conscience constantly sending up, interesting, you know, sending up flares, trying to yeah. alert me mm-hmm. that this is dangerous, yeah. you know? So I made the conscious decision to walk away from God at that point, mm-hmm. because I, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, at this point, I just wanted to believe what that guide had told me. Yes. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I walked away from God and I took up the broad path of mysticism, you know, having no concept of the pitfalls that mm-hmm. awaited me. Mm-hmm. Um, and in so doing, I seared my conscience. And I shortly after that, I moved to Los Angeles, which is, of course, the Mecca for New Age, um, mm-hmm. for mysticism and for yoga. Um, I pursued this elusive metaphysical field of Far Eastern healing arts and mysticism. Um okay. And I found a lot of teachers. Uh, I, of course, signed up for yoga and I fell into that community. And there was so many gurus uh, in healing arts and in occult, all presenting as health and fitness and healing, you know, and so began my descent into darkness. Mm. So that's kind of where that uh, came from. into. Wow, Amy. That I I really, I'm really thankful that you stress all that you did, just those little small compromises that just, you just gave a little wiggle room. You just, and you just saw how he worked within you from this hindsight. And Amy, how, how, how long, how long just had you been practicing yoga? Um, I practiced yoga for over 20 years, um, but it was like when I, I, I had stepped on my mat and began practicing and immediately I could feel something like, like a, like a light switch went off, you know, immediately I opened myself up to the spirits of yoga right when I started. Um, and they were, you know, and that is why they, the, the, other healers, I use air quotes, the other healers mm-hmm. I was going to were able to channel their messages to me because I had the spirit of yoga had attached to me and their messengers, their guides picked up on that and they were able to channel their messages through me. As soon as I started practicing yoga, I was just a vessel and they could, they could channel the messages and I would pick them up and take the cues because they all knew what the message was. And they were all saying the same thing, urging me to follow the mystical trek that I was on. You know, it would lead me to my truth and my purpose. Um, You know, according to new age, man is already divine. We only need to awaken to our God state, which is inside of us. And that's what Satan does. He, he wants us to go. He wants us to drop all thought, empty our mind, um, slip into the silence and when we do that, you know, say on, on mm-hmm. the pretext that we're going to tap into our God state, uh, if we retreat within, um, everything will be revealed. The hidden wisdom will, re- will be revealed. You are God. You will be as God. And that is, you know, Genesis 3, 5, the, the same lie um, mm-hmm. as the, the serpent in the Garden of Eden. You know, Absolutely. you will not die. You will be as God, mm-hmm. knowing mm-hmm. good and evil. Well, what does that mean? It means the hidden wisdom. So the the serpent represents esoteric wisdom in yoga and it's the hidden Mm -hmm. wisdom and yoga teaches that man is God. So Mm -hmm. it's the same lie 
just kind of repackaged and brought out on the showroom floor with a shiny new coat, you know, like, Oh, you know, this is the new and shiny object. You know, everyone look here. He introduces it to every generation as the new shiny thing. And it's the same repackaged lie, you know, the oldest lie in the history of the Mm -hmm. world. Since the beginning. We just keep falling for it. We do. Because he Mm -hmm. goes after our ego and, uh, you know, goes after pride. And then suddenly it's like, Oh, but I'm, but I'm a healer, but I'm a light worker. Absolutely. Um, And I wanted it to be real and it's not real. So I was just on this endless fruitless quest for this hidden esoteric wisdom that Satan promised to unveil, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's always just around the bend. It's always just on the other side of the door. Just drop a little deeper into your trance, um, open Mm. the doorway between worlds, which is what yoga does. Like you open the doorway between worlds and now you are in the invisible um, kingdom and the invisible players can, can take over, you know, because they're all undercover. They're all in, they're all masquerading as spirit guides and ascended masters and angels um, you know, but he'll say the hidden wisdom, it's inside of you. It's been there all along waiting for your eyes to be opened to the mysteries of the invisible realm, which is so ironic because, um, you know, these practices form scales on your eyes, but they're called, you can be awakened. It's, it's under the pretext of you will awaken, but it just creates blindness. Absolutely. So Satan just turns mm-hmm. everything on its head. You know, he is the imitator, um, and the infiltrator. So he imitates everything. He doesn't have his own, he doesn't have original material. He takes takes parts of the Bible and then inverts the truth Mm -hmm. and turns God's created order on its head, you know, and he makes it, he, he contaminates it and makes himself, you know, it puts himself in the lead role. And so that's what, that's his, that's his process. Um, Absolutely. Mm. And, I just wanted to kind of go through uh, what Kundalini is. Okay. And it's it, yoga philosophy is centered around uh, Kundalini, the serpent spirit. And it is uh, Kundalini is Sanskrit for a coiled snake. Um, mm. And so the yoga is designed to receive this serpent spirit and it is uh the it is a feminine it's the divine feminine uh serpent goddess so she attaches and inhabits the yogi through habitual practice that's what yoga is meant to do um and she eventually takes over kundalini is a deceiving spirit impersonating god and so as a christian you know, we know that there is deceiving spirits out there and Kundalini impersonates God. There's no hidden wisdom to be found. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, these mystical practices, it's all a lie of the serpent to get us to drop our guard and let him slither in. That is his entire agenda. Mm -hmm. So yoga is um, a ritual Hindu Hindu dance that um, symbolizing it symbolizes the Hindu deities, which are the Hindu gods. And so it's a daily, it symbolizes a daily death to yourself because we practice it daily. And so as you move through the vinyasa flow, which is the moving meditation of yoga, you are shedding your old skin as the snake does. 
the meditation and movement of yoga are said to purify the mind and body. So you're, you're preparing, the yogi is preparing himself, um, creating space for his resurrection and renewal, which is done by the Kundalini, um, the divine serpent spirit. And the spirit then, the Kundalini, she enters you and fills you. And mm. the practice is designed to infuse this serpent goddess. And that's what you want. That's what we want to, to transpire. As a yogi, that's what you want. You're trying to okay. access the Kundalini because she will give you the hidden wisdom that is promised. Um, so a yogi arrives at the final resting pose, um, taking at the, taken at the conclusion of class, Shavasana, which means corpse pose. Oh, and the, um, it's at the closing of the moving meditation and the moving meditation is called devotion in motion. And they're devote. It's devoting all of these poses to the deities of Hinduism. So the yogi's mind and body are now open and because the moving meditation opens you. And so now the yogi can assimilate the demonic spirits. Um, and when you drop into corpse pose, it cues the spirits to run through your system, stimulating your senses, which mm. of course creates that amazing yoga high, which is a supernatural euphoria that's um, brought on by demonic activity. And then when you are, you know, come out of Shavasana, come out of corpse pose, you rise up from your old self, you know, you shed your old skin mm. and then your new self with your new skin is now, um, is now, uh, awakened and it's springing from the awakened Kundalini. So, you know, Satan reinterprets the gospel with his self-exalting tale Absolutely. of blasphemy of the gospel. And it's, you know, it's authored by the serpent death mm. and death and, re and resurrection are this is daily ritual that symbolizes mm. death and resurrection to yourself only possible through the serpent spirit. Um, so Kundalini, who you invite to enter and infuse you um, by taking part in this ritual is now being absorbed. You absorb the spirit and she takes over your life. Um, it's, a, it's Satan's counterfeit gospel and it places himself as our savior. You know, the, the, the serpent spirit is going to enter us and he's going to reveal um, all the hidden wisdom. So he, re he rewrites his, you know, version of the death and resurrection of the gospel. Yes. And in so doing, mm -hmm. he completely contaminates it, the gospel. It's such a detestable practice. Absolutely. Um, he makes Absolutely. it all about himself because of course, how did, what was the fall of Lucifer? His pride. Absolutely. That was what he felt. Mm -hmm. So um, you honor and worship the serpent through your body through these poses, you die to your old self through, um, your demonic posing, you empty yourself, you empty your mind through the moving meditation where you are reduced to an empty vessel. You then ask the serpent to enter you and fill you with his power. Genesis three, one. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field. You know, God warns us, Absolutely. be careful. He is very crafty. So he pivots the message onto himself, but he's so crafty that it's interpreted by humans to be about us. 
So it's about ourselves. He wants us to find ourselves, and he wants us to rise as God. You know, as the serpent rises, the divine feminine rises, and you are suddenly God. Um, Lucifer's pride led to his fall in heaven, from heaven. Um, So he uses our pride to draw us into his web of deceit. He adjusts the spotlight to deflect um, our attention off of him. As we're gazing at our own reflection and how supreme we are, the serpent can then slip in undetected and corrupt our life. Uh, He is using our pride to be our fall as we self-destruct, you know, and then he, we are just pawns in that he manipulates on his chessboard. You know, he uses us to set himself up on the throne to reign as God. And then he can just sit back and admire his handiwork as our lives are all just, you know, shattered. So that is what he did to me. (laughs) Wow. Oh, Amy. Wow. Wow. I I have a a couple of things came to mind when you were sharing. Mm -hmm. A lot of things came to mind, but okay. So you're having this 20 year period. You're doing all these things. Um, did other people, did your mom, did other people or your family or anybody, because knowing you're practicing this and getting deeper into this, did they ever try to talk to you? Were you able to receive it then? Or what, what happened with that dialogue? Did you ever have a dialogue about it? Um, I didn't have much of a dialogue because um, I moved away. You know, I, my, my family's in Minnesota. I moved to California and just lost touch. Okay. And they couldn't reach me. You know, they just, oh. they, they just couldn't really reach me. And I was not willing to listen because, of yeah. course, I was coming from a place of like, I grew up like that. Don't you think I know? I know mm-hmm. what I'm doing. If I, mm-hmm. if I grew up with Christianity, you don't t- need to tell me about Christianity because I already know, you know, I walked away from that. That wasn't for me. Thanks mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. So they just couldn't reach me. My heart was hardened. And, of okay. course, you know, my eyes were blind. And so they just, you know what, my, my family just kept praying for me and my cousin just told me, she's like, I just want you to know that when you were in that, you know, your mom just kept coming up to everyone just going, just keep praying for, keep praying for Amy, keep praying for Amy. You know, I just pray that God's protecting her. She's in a really, she's in a really dangerous place. Um, you know, keep her in your prayers and you know, those prayers, like, do not stop praying for your loved ones. Those prayers keep us safe. I mean, Jesus protected me. I was in open rebellion. And he protected me. Um, yeah, just to give a little a little um, story about when I went to uh, the energy healing classes mm-hmm. in in Los Angeles, and one of my teachers uh, was we he was telling us to drop into uh, a chakra meditation, and then we were to we were to then allow our spirit guide to enter us. Um, so that he could facilitate the healings that we would do on clients. We need a spirit guide. Um, and so everybody was dropping the whole, all the students were dropping into a trance meditation and their spirit guide was entering and they were channeling messages. And I was the only one that couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't figure out why I was so frustrated. Um, and I was following his instruction. <laughs> I just was so yes. frustrated. So then he, he looked at me and he's like, okay, Amy, you know, something's, something's up here. He's like, I, you know, your guide is right next to you. He's trying to get in. I don't know what's going on. Let me drop into a trance. I'll let my guide speak to you through me. And then you can ask him, you know, he'll tell you what's up, what do you need to do? And so that's what he did. You know, he dropped into a trance and his guide 
came through him and I sat there and I just watched him and, and there was just a glimmer of just kind of a, a rage in his eyes, just kind of a flash of rage. And mm. then it went away and then he came back to like looking fine. And so his guide is just kind of looking at me. And then mm -hmm. he just, he just said straight out, you need to drop your Christianity to do this work. <sighs> and I, and then, you know, the teacher came back into his body and he just said, what's, you know, what did he say? And I, I told him and he said, I thought that you weren't a Christian anymore. And I'm like, I thought so too. He's like, wow. well, that isn't going to work because Christians look at God, see God outside of themselves. We are mm -hmm. here to access the God within us. You can't do that if you're a Christian. And mm -hmm. so, and also, you know, he's like, well, something's blocking your guide from entering you. I don't know if you, you know, can get past that. You can keep trying. Um, you know, I'll support you. I'm here to help you. I'll, I'll try and get you to be able to do this work, but something's blocking that entrance. So um, I don't know if this is, if, if this is what you're meant to do. And I was so crushed because I was yeah. like, no, no, no. I was told I'm a light worker. I have yes. to do this. This is my calling. And I was so crushed because wow. everyone in the class could do this work. And mm. I was the only one who couldn't. So, wow. and looking back, Amen. it's like, wow, Jesus was right next to me. Amen. Demon could not come in. Amen. So, Your mama's really, prayers and the prayers I of I know others. some saying those oh. prayers, man. Do not stop praying. For Amen. Um, what encouragement. What encouragement, yeah. Amy. It was wow. Just, it was really, it's really incredible that. You know, I look back and I just think I, I am so blessed that God hung on to me. You Amen. know, it's like, I, I tried to kick him with All the curb of us. and he's like, no, nope, you're my child, you know? Amen. Yeah. Amen. Bought and paid for. Amen. Yeah. With his blood. Amen. I love that. No one, no matter, even that's what I'm saying. Their testimony yeah. is so powerful because I mean, we all have times of where we're going to say, we're going to try to go our own way or maybe it's longer time periods or years. And, um, we're going to openly, you know, say, I'm not following or I'm not going to follow Jesus and yeah. follow his way. And, and he, even in that, he says, no, Amy, I'm still protecting you like from yourself. Yeah. Even and, from yourself. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's what, it, that's what it is. Oh, my goodness. What a loving God we have. So yeah. bottom line, Amy, question is for sure. Christianity and yoga are not compatible. No, they are not. So yoga is a mystical body language of shape-shifting. Um, our body is used as a sort of homing device when we um, strike a pose mimicking the Hindu demon. Um, they, you know, they call them Hindu deities, but mm -hmm. they're demons. Absolutely. When, we, when we strike that pose, we are transmitting a come-hither signal to the spirits of yoga. And we are, we are attracting them to commune with us. Demons are also shapeshifters and you're speaking their language mm -hmm. and they respond and they show up the posing. Mm -hmm. So the posing is a sort of demonic role play. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why we strike a pose in yoga to invoke spirits, to pay homage to them so that we can then absorb their power to become as God, you know, it's willful disobedience and yes. of course, you know, yoga is comprised of the Hindu pantheon of deities, namely demons. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's their way of worshiping 
their gods. And it was yoga was gifted to humans as their gift to us. But all it is, it's, it's, it's an instruction manual charting out how we can worship them. So they wow. gift this to us mm. like this. This is our gift to you. And, and it's, it, uh. it clearly details how you can worship us. You're welcome. You know, like You're, it's thank you. It's so ridiculous. <laughs> and it ruined my life. Taught, yeah, it's like now you can worship us. Isn't that amazing? Uh, um, you know, so we have a captive audience in them. They are, mm-hmm. um, they are showing up when we go through these poses, and we move through the active poses, which are devotion and motion, and that leads to the devotional poses at the end, which are the meditation poses Mm -hmm. at the end. So we, you know, we purify our body and mind so that we can assimilate. And, but what are you assimilating? You're assimilating demonic activity. They can operate, they can then operate through you. And Sanskrit is the language by which yoga is taught and translated. And, um, it's a Hindu, it's a Hindu Vedic language. Um, and Vedas are teaching of the self it's self knowledge of, of the self. And then, um, the, the language Sanskrit is called the literary expression of Hindu deities. Simply put, it's the language of demons. So yoga is the poses of demons. Sanskrit is the language of demons. It is a demonic realm that you Mm -hmm. are entering. Mm -hmm. Um, and yoga is co-authored and co-owned by fallen spirit beings and humans. Humans have taken what demons gifted, these mm-hmm. poses symbolizing each demon of yoga, and then humans have configured it, they've enhanced it, they've styled it mm-hmm. into what can mm-hmm. be, what is, you know, you came know. to be known as a moving mm-hmm. meditation, mm-hmm. a spiritual body language, paying homage to these fallen spirits. And mm-hmm. yoga is man-made and demon-inspired. It was not created by God. As such, it is an abomination. It is unredeemable. Its ownership is final. You cannot mm. transpose yoga into a Christian practice. Um, you know, Christians cannot selectively erase or gloss over or paint over yoga's demonic origin and, and ownership. Yoga and all its mystical offspring was created by humans on the terms of fallen angels so it's unredeemable. When we worship God, we must do so on his terms. We don't Absolutely. repurpose pagan idol worship into a Christian custom and ask God to stoop to our level so that Absolutely. we can then worship him on our terms. You know, Absolutely. we don't come to God. We don't come into God's presence by getting in touch with our feelings. Absolutely. And God is holy. You know, he's not going to transgress his own nature to commune with us. He will not do it. And again, Colossians 1, 13 for he has rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to his kingdom, to the kingdom of his beloved son. So we are transferred from the dark kingdom to the kingdom of light. It's a transfer. It's done. We then are not permitted to go back to the kingdom of darkness, look through the files of what we want to, you know, grab hold of, you know, bring those files, try and smuggle them into the kingdom of light and repurpose them by slapping on a Christian label because we're not willing to let go of that part of our um, non-Christian life. And it it does, you know, yoga feels so good. I know I did it for over 20 years. It feels amazing. However, I tried to go back after I, you know, God saved me and rescued me. I did try to go back. 
I wanted to keep doing it. It was my workout. It was how I, it was how I, uh, you know, hung out with my friends. Like we all got together every single day and that was our community. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I went in there and what had, what had previously felt like really good vibes now felt like an infestation. I felt like I needed to be exterminated. I could feel Mm -hmm. demonic activity and it, you know, God had opened my eyes and ears and my senses and everything that I once felt as amazing now felt detestable and I felt infested. So I just couldn't go back. I was like, I, I can't do this. God showed me that it's demonic activity. He does not honor it as worship to him, no matter how much we try and rebrand it. It well is not said. worship. You well know, said. it's not worship. And Matthew six twenty three, if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light that is in you is darkness. Mm-hmm. How great is that darkness? Wow. You know, Satan disguises as an angel of light, but he is darkness. So when we take on those practices, how great is that darkness? We have, we have, we're allowing that. We're allowing the foothold that Satan has to continue in our life when we continue well with these practices. Mm. Um, well said, Amy. Well said. So anyway, I, you had talked mm-hmm. about the, the, the stretching. And if you're just doing it in a regular fitness, like what do we do? in a regular fitness or stretching, um, Mm -hmm. type of workout. And I just wanted to kind of touch on that and, um, stretching in such poses retain their neutrality only if done in a neutral context. So if you're just going to a workout class that, um, is not fusing yoga with it, like yoga dance or, you know, yoga spin, if it doesn't infuse yoga with it, then it doesn't come with the Hindu attachments. It Mm -hmm. remains neutral. But if you're contriving your body in a precise shape to mimic a demon, then that transmits a signal to the demon every time. It doesn't matter what your intention is. As my teachers would say, my my yoga gurus, um, the, the main, the primary principle that yogis live by is it was composed by the Indian, mythological serpent man, uh, Patanjali. He was half serpent, half snake, half serpent, half man. And he is the one who, um, taught yoga to the masses and it's Mm -hmm. yoga is snake philosophy because Patanjali was the snake, half snake, half man, um, mythological figure that the snake spirit, um, uh, possessed and gave the message. So yoga's origin is demonic and mm-hmm. my guru, and so the aphorism that he that patanjali came up with is 99 practice one percent theory that is what yogis live by meaning practice and all is coming you know however they don't disclose what's coming you know exactly. they don't offer it in, in the spirit of full exactly you don't know what's coming but mm-hmm. it's coming so every mm-hmm. yoga teacher, I would ask, like, what do I do now? What's my path? You know, how do I find out what, what to do? And they would always say, practice and all is coming. And it's very cryptic, but they, they're like, we don't even have to tell you. Because you see 99% practice, 1% theory. 1% theory, you don't have to know what you're doing. You just get on your mat and start practicing, and it's coming. They said, act overrides mm-hmm. thought. Act overrides intention. Act overrides disbelief. Um, it overrides ignorance and the act overrides the Christian sincerity because the poses are what emanates to the spirit realm. That's their language. 
you're posing mm. to represent your your body is resembling a demon and they're and they show up they're like oh that's my cue gotta go wow. you know and they show up whether you're mm. quoting bible verses or playing christian well music that does not matter my well teachers said. always said practice and all is coming and hindus who practice this you know, I talk to Hindus in Los Angeles. They're like, I don't, what are Christians doing? Why are they trying mm. to smuggle our religion? Don't they have their own, don't they have their own religion? Wow. Why are wow. they trying to take ours? Like this is ours. It's, it's, it's the way we worship our deities. Christians can't do that. Like it, they, they think it's absurd and it is absurd. It so is absurd. yeah, mm. you, you cannot extract the spiritual aspect of it and try and just make it a secular uh, practice that, then you can reshape and restyle into anything you want. And, you know, Christian, it just doesn't work. And my teachers are the ones who would tell me that they're like, it doesn't matter what you think. This is what happens when you practice all is coming. Demonic activity will enter your life. And I know <laughs> from experience mm. that it absolutely is true. You don't have to know what's coming. It's coming. Everything's mm. going to, you're opening yourself up to the spirit realm. And that's what it's, that's what it's designed to do. Um, mm. and so also, um, I just wanted to mention, uh, when I was, um, the, you know, the two plus decades that spanned my yoga practice, I was never possessed, but I was certainly oppressed. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and as a result, yes. you know, from the Kundalini that I was trying to access as a result, I suffered from several psychosomatic symptoms and to name a few, I had altered sleep patterns. I felt fragmented. I had sleep paralysis. I would wake up feeling like I was being smothered frequently. Mm -hmm. um, I had tingling and chills, like something was moving around and through my body trying to get out. I had mm -hmm. anxiety. I had suicidal thoughts. I had depression, convulsions, heart palpitations, um, and demonic encounters. So you know, Kundalini, the spirit can oh. cause psychological symptoms and it all hinges on demon possession. Um, my gurus would tell me that the reason I was subjected to all of this was it was just my layers of karmic debt that um, I was shedding. I was just shedding my layers. Wow. So, you know, embrace it. Don't worry about it. Uh, wow. Move toward the darkness because the light is on the other side of it. And so they have an answer for everything. Everything, uh, yeah. I had mm -hmm. to, they, they would say I had, to, I had more to purge on my mystical path because of my toxic Christian upbringing. They kept mm -hmm. saying, you had a toxic Christian upbringing. You have to purge. This is going to take you longer and you're going to go, um, the, the phrase that New Agers toss around, you know, the dark, the dark seat of the, the soul, meaning mm -hmm. it's, it's darkest before the dawn. So until the light won't come, until you go through the darkest time of your life. But just know, just trust and embrace it. You know, they would advise me that the, the light is coming. If your intention is to find that light, then without fail, it's going to come to you. But you have to go through these horrible experiences first. But don't worry. But <laughs> yeah. don't worry. There is gonna something You're going to come out coming. of it on the other side. <laughs> so it, it just, there was, they always had excuses. And I had years and years of these oh, psychological, Amy. psychosomatic oh, symptoms. Amy. And I just want to say, you know, I mean, God delivered me from all of that. Amen. So God is so good. Incredible. Yeah. He is so he good. On, no, he held on to me. Amen. So. Amen. Well, I think this is just so huge, Amy, because one of the reasons that this was so much on my heart um, is just because 
of what I think is being said in the Christian culture. Many believers are doing this and we just don't have the knowledge. And the key is knowing what is behind it. We don't know this. I didn't know it. Um, Somebody just suggested, I told you just like for my daughter, because she has a back fracture, just do some yoga. It will help your back. And then it was my sister who said to me, no, Nicole, this isn't good. You got to, you have to understand what's behind it. And Mm -hmm. um, she only did one class in it. Um, but praise God, she, she told me right away so that I could know behind it. Cause that's what we just don't know. Just don't know. And just this know. is so huge. This is why this is so huge because just you worded it. The Lord spoke through you beautifully, just how it's repackaged the same lie that the serpent told in the garden mm-hmm. is just repurposed for us. And just that every bit of it is very intentional and yeah. we need we just, as believers in Jesus Christ, we just, like you've said, we cannot go near it. We can, it doesn't fuse together. We cannot have an intention and just like you said, and do it differently. And we're worshiping Jesus. And I even heard some people say, I don't even want to know. I don't even want to know because I really like it that much. I don't yeah. even want to know the truth. I get that. I get it. It mm-hmm. is very, it's addictive. I mean, Satan's not going to give us something that's disgusting and think that it, we're going to get hooked. You know, of course, it's, it feels great. Demons make it feel really good when their intention is to hook you. So, exactly. But yet you, you know, suffered all of those horrible things. Yeah. In the midst of all of that, that, that hook, you suffered mm-hmm. all of those horrible symptoms that you had going on. I yeah. mean, it's just such a catch-22. You it know, is. it's like, come here to, for peace and tranquility to be more one or find the God or whatever you, inside of yourself. But yet you're suffering. Yeah, no, I would wake up every morning with, you should just kill yourself. You should just kill yourself every morning. I mean, and I, and I would, (laughs) my remedy of course was going back to the source. It was like, um, Mm. I need to get to yoga because I'm having really dark thoughts. I should get to yoga and shake this off. You know what I mean? That was, I was, I constantly went back to the well and you know, and I just want to, I also want to just mention yoga is a Hindu path to self-realization that we were talking Mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. So, um, the individual self, which is Atman, Sanskrit for individual self, yokes or merges with Brahman, which is the universal self or the infinite soul, um, mm-hmm. to be as God. So mm-hmm. in the West, it's been kind of uh, redefined as no, you're just your yoga means yoke. So you're mm-hmm. just yoking yes. mind and body. You're just yoking mind and body. That's all it is. You're just connecting so that you can have a mind body spirit experience. And yoga is yoking the self with the, with Brahman, the supreme consciousness, Hindu's supreme consciousness, um, to become as Brahman, not to worship him, but to become as him. Therefore, yoga at its very core is the worship of self. So we are using all of these uh, deities throughout the moving meditation, throughout the devotion and motion poses, so that we can then become as God. They're just mm. a tool. It's like, it's like they're... They're um, the catalyst so that we can reach our yes. God state. And um, it's the worship of self. It's idolatry and blasphemy. And to take part is to break God's commandments that he clearly laid out for us in, you know, Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 5. And then his greatest commandment, um, what Mark, I think it's Mark 1230 and Matthew 22, 37, where, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, yes. strength. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. I mean, there's no room for ambiguity there. It's like you love the Lord your God and him only. You know, even though it's tough to walk away, we obey God. 
we follow, we follow God's commandments. We worship God in the way he ordained. We don't make it up as we go along and then offer him some pagan man-made detestable mm-hmm. idol worship and just say, well, I'm trying to worship you. You know, is this going to work? Yes. He doesn't accept yes. it. Yes. Um, Absolutely. You know, and ma- the mantra Om is chanted in yoga almost every class. And it is calling to Brahman, the, the supreme deity of Hinduism. And um, it's the sound and symbol of universal oneness. So we all dissolve into one. So then God is not separate from us. Man is mm. God. We are all one. So it's the universal oneness chant. And mm. as you know, whereas yoga is the yoga uses the body to invoke spirits, chanting uses the voice to summon spirits. So again, you are, when you call their name, you are summoning them. There is just no way around it. And um, namaste is mm-hmm. spoken all over, you know, the new age world. All new agers say it. It's the heart seal, uh, the greeting of yogis. So you place your palms together at your heart. You say namaste, you know, to each other, likewise to yourself, meaning the divine in me bows to the divine in you. So it's the uniform theme of pantheism in new age. Man is God. So mm. you're just affirming, you know, and for Christians to say that it's absolute blasphemy. You're, mm-hmm. you're just confirm you're just confirming that, yep, man is God, and I'm just going to worship him in, you know, this man-made way, and he'll be fine. You know, it'll be fine. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just so, it's so evil. It's just so evil. Oh, and it's, I, it's like, you know, Satan makes a mockery of God. It's Satan's way to mock God. You know, God says, I will not be mocked. But this is Satan's way of mocking God, and then he's got Christians doing it. Absolutely. Know? It's just mm-hmm. absolute blasphemy it's so detestable i mean i will not step room i will i will not set foot in a yoga room now it is absolutely just the most detestable practice but it's the chief lie of yoga is that it's a physical practice not a spiritual one um you know so it leads you to become a spiritual seeker because yoga will read it's meant to redirect your life even you don't even see it happening that's what happened to me I, I just was suddenly on this detour toward mysticism and Hinduism, and I didn't even know it until I was all of a sudden, you know, just immersed in it. Um, yogis and New Agers identify as truth seekers, um, when in mm. fact they are simply glorified self-seekers. That's all mm. they are. You know, mm. we seek esoteric wisdom inside of us through sp- spiritual experience and through spiritual connection. Um, you know, they're exploring the self, trying to find themselves through self-realization, and all new age practices converge on self-study and on um, the meaning of life and the worship of self. Absolutely. Because that's if Satan can turn us in on ourself, he can turn the spotlight off of God. And that's Absolutely. what yoga does. Yoga, and- the, the crux of yoga, the philosophy is man does not need a savior. Man will save himself. So what a, what a great practice for Satan to use to get us Absolutely. to turn eyes off God. And, no, it's, it's all about me. Didn't you know Absolutely. that? It's all about me. Let's all talk about me, you know, and Satan can then just kind of twist everything around and, you know, ruin our discernment and destroy, you know, destroy everything that, that God was to us. And all of a sudden that's all just become contaminated because we've just, you know, because guess what? We stepped on the yoga mat and commenced Mm -hmm. in the practice and he's like, that's all I need, you know, practice Mm -hmm. and all is coming, practice and all is coming. That's all he needs just to get a foothold. Yeah, I, I was just I was just um yeah, thinking about 
just the just yeah the deception the deception of of the evil one how he reworks his lies how mm-hmm. he um how he masquerades everything. And then it's just that believer who's saying, I'm just coming for a workout. And it's just like, mm-hmm. no, we have to know. That's why this message is so important and why the gospel that Jesus puts that hole in everybody's heart to seek him. But we, yeah. as, um, as we, and even look at that as a believer, we're out thinking we're doing something um, simple for exercise or whatever it is. And we don't know what's behind it. And we're being pulled down this deceptive path that will lead us from, lead us farther away from Christ. And in that whole, that he, we're supposed to be worshiping him, focusing on him, meditating on his word and his truth and who he is and what he's done for us on Calvary. We're focusing and emptying our mind and letting demons come in and reside with that. And, Oh, Oh, that whole that's meant to honor God and seek him. We're seeking everything else. Such yeah, and my my teachers, one. my teachers always said. I mean, they were the ones telling me your your intention, your ignorance, your disbelief does not insulate you from what is coming when you step mm. on your mat. It, mm. They kept they they were the ones you know affirming that they were the ones telling me that they were not Christian. They were Hindus. They were guru, mm. Hindu gurus mm. telling me that. It, it, it overrides act overrides thought act overrides intention. Wow. So yeah, that's, I, I didn't even, I mean, I didn't even ask that many questions and they were just telling me that every single time. Wow. Amy, it is an absolute gift to have you here. And I know Amy's stress. She just mentioned the battle. Amy has gone through intense battle to give us this message that, the Lord has, um, well, that she's experienced as a testimony, her life mm-hmm. story of 20 some years. Um, and then, and then what God has taught her as she has come out of that and the battle that she's gone through the spiritual battle. Like she said, if it's good, there wouldn't be that battle. It would, it would be peace and love and all the fruits of the spirit and all those it wouldn't be like this, but she, um, in her obedience to the Lord, um, is willing to share something that she knows she is sharing this message of truth with us, but it comes at a battle at a risk. And she, I'm just so proud of you, Amy, just for, um, standing firm for being bold, for being courageous. Cause I know you've, um, taken a lot of hits and, mm-hmm. um, suffered and, yeah. um, but we know that God is greater than all of those ploys of the evil one and that yeah, you're the absolutely. message of truth has come forward and um, you are helping a lot of people know things that we didn't know. I, I am the first to say I didn't know this and until mm-hmm. um, my sister mentioned it to me. So I, I, me, I was the one who didn't know I didn't do any of it, but I just, I didn't get into that. But there's many people like me who just didn't know. So that's why I'm just so thankful for the message that you're willing to share at a cost and, um, to share the knowledge that you've gained and all your experiences that it is for not. Cause when we share the word of God, it never returns void. And um, I'm just so grateful for you and for the message um, that you've shared you. today. Mm, so grateful. Can I just oh, make let, one point? Yes. Wait, oh yes. 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 Um, I just wanted to also just on, on the side of yoga with Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. It's a moving meditation that, 
of poses and breath work, it induces self-hypnosis. So mm. you're priming yourself for demon demonic invasion. And it's also in an embodied, it's an embodied form of pagan worship. You're using your body. So your body then becomes the idol. You use your mm. body as idolatry. And then mm. your body also symbolizes a physical altar to pagan gods. Mm. So it is absolute idolatry on every you it, on every, every level. level. Every, every Your level. body is used as a physical altar to pagan gods. I mean, right there, it's just Absolutely. it's so detestable. Absolutely. It's so detestable. It doesn't matter if you're quoting scripture. It does not matter. <laughs> it's just the most detestable practice. Absolutely. Absolutely. I know. <laughs> but, I'm, that's I'm, but I'm, but I'm, but I'm true. Christian. You, it, yep. I'm listening to, I'm, yep, I'm listening to Jesus praise music. <laughs> yep. No, it's really yep. important because many people have said that I've heard that over and over and that's, we need to know this. Yeah. We need to know this message so we can stay away from it because it is something that believers should not go near. And if we know people who are doing it, we can share this message and pray that they would mm -hmm. receive it and have ears to hear and um, eyes to see and that they um, or loved ones. And just like Amy's faithful mom, her faithful mom who prayed yeah. for her for years and God still put a hand of protection on her and took her out. And, um, oh, we're, then we can pray for people. If they can't receive it yet, we can pray for them. Yeah. Oh, it's just so important. I'm just so blessed um, by what you shared today. I am just thank you. so thankful. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for giving me this, this, mm. this platform. Absolutely. You know, it's going to help so many people. Too. So many people. Well, let's pray, Amy. Okay. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you and praise you. We honor you, Lord, today and every day, Lord. We just thank you for... Um, giving Amy the words, Lord God, you have filled her with so much. I know she's brimming with information and knowledge that you have taught her through over 20 plus years of doing this and her experiences of 20 plus years, Lord. Um, all I can hear in the testimony is, um, and the knowledge that she shared is just how great you are and that you see us and that you, even when we choose just those subtle slight compromises, Lord, or give that little slight foothold, that little open door, Lord Jesus, and how you move and why it's so important to put on our armor every day, the armor of God in Ephesians 6. Lord, it's so imperative, Lord, to do that. And Lord, even if, like she said, I full willingly then chose to walk in this way, you saw her, you love her, the mama's prayers, the family's prayers, prayed for her for years, Lord God, and they have protected her, Lord Jesus, from things that could have been even worse, Lord. So we just thank you, Father God, for your love and your care for us, Lord Jesus, even when we choose in our own humanness to make our own decisions, because we all have. We all have done that at times in our lives, Lord, and you are so gracious. You are so good and merciful and kind to us, Lord God, to forgive us and to pull us out of the pit, Lord God, and to protect us from things that we don't even know what could have been coming at us, Lord. You are so good. Thank you for protecting Amy. I pray for those, Lord Jesus, who are hearing this, Lord God. I pray that you would touch their hearts, that the word of truth would pierce. It's a double-edged sword, Lord Jesus says. It pierces between bone and marrow, and that it can open, open you up, and that you can see what's going on, Lord Jesus. So, Father God, search our hearts, Lord God. 
that you, we may be known by you, which we are, and that you may um, take anything detestable, anything with us. If we've opened the door to yoga or we've opened the door to any uh, new age thinking or mysticism, Lord Jesus, that we would come to repentance, Lord Jesus. You would reveal it to us, Lord God, and show yourself, Lord Jesus, that the scales would fall off in Jesus' name and that we would be healed, Father God, and redeemed. Amy's story is a story of redemption, of restoration, of hope. Lord God, and now she is being used mightily for your kingdom, Lord God, where the evil one wanted to take away her purpose and use him, use her for her purpose. You are redeeming what has been stolen, Lord God, and what has been um, taken by the evil one. You are redeeming that and using her in a mighty, mighty way. She's a mighty, mighty um, woman and warrior for your kingdom, Lord Jesus. She's on the kingdom of righteousness, Lord God. And we thank you for the words of truth that she shared today with us. Jesus, we all need to hear this message, Lord God. We need to hear it from friends or family that we know our neighbors that are into this, Lord God, of how we can minister to them, how we can pray for them, how we can love them through this, Lord. Jesus, thank you that you're, you are the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to you, Father God, except through you. You're the only way, the only truth, the only light, Lord God. We thank you for that, Lord Jesus, for what you've done for us on Calvary of shedding your blood, taking your sins upon our, yourself, Lord God, and coming back to life on the third day, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us, Lord God. You are so good. You are so faithful. And we give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, friend. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. My purpose is for you to know the love of Jesus and to encourage you in your walk with Christ. If you or anyone you know is looking for a speaker to encourage women and youth, please contact me at nmblaszc at hotmail.com. May we stand on the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Until next time.